Hey, hey, coming at you live from the babe capital of the world, the greatest city on the planet, the beautiful, the lovely Madison, Mississippi, aka, let me hear it, let me hear it, Dubricks. I'm the host you all love the most, the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Stanford Reeve Parks, and welcome to Son of a Pitch. We have a great show for y'all today. Dog Sweep, T-Sun Sweeps, the holy name of Arya to the rescue. She comes out of nowhere with the dagger move of the century. Mangum Breaks becomes the hit king, and I perform the biggest alpha move in duty noble history. That's right. The biggest alpha move in duty noble history was was performed by yours truly, Mr. Spectacular himself, Average Dick Stan, your boy, myself, Stanford Reef Parks, and let's get right into it. Let's go to our first segment for y'all today, which is called June is Coming, and it happens from this past Sunday. I know you're thinking, wait, how is Sunday more important than Saturday when Jake broke the record? Well, trust me. This is way more important, and this is bigger. Let me tell you why. Let's go to Sunday. So y'all know, a couple weeks ago, I didn't do a podcast which calls the dogs to get swept by Arkansas. And, I, and I'm a man, of my, I had to face, I, I'm a, I had to be responsible for my actions, right? I had to be responsible for my actions. So I had to pay my punishment. I had my walk of atonement on Sunday. And what I had to do, I had my man, <laughs> my man Tubby, He's the one tweeted out what should the punishment be for my me missing a podcast. And it hit him at 7 a.m. on that flash sale drive on all the old Mississippi State gear. He was standing in line, 7 a.m. It hits him that I had to wear a full baseball uniform from head to toe at the game, wear it the whole game. And it was hot. I'd, I was wearing the... Old, the old school like Babe Ruth uniforms we had with maroon D roses and maroon dress socks, and I looked like an absolute buffoon. Once again, showing I go undefeated at the Dushoff. Still haven't lost one. I challenge anybody. I don't lose Dushoffs, and it was hot. Oh boy, it was hot. I'm telling you, I don't know how I wore baseball pants back in high school in JUCO because it was hot. It was hot wearing that during that game today on Sunday. So hot. I think I only had two buttons left on my jersey by the second inning. I mean, it was a scorcher out there. But let's go to the alpha move. Let's go to the alpha move here. We're on Sunday. Georgia's left fielder, Riley King. Mr. Riley King. I mean, he's been having a good year, but during that game, his mom and his girlfriend come out to left field lounge. We're where we're standing. Mr. Landon Taylor, shout out to you. We're on your rig. Appreciate all the hospitality. We go out there. She comes out here. She's like, hey. Riley's girlfriend, George's left fielder here. Hey, let me sign your cup. Let me sign your cup. So she wants to sign the cup that I'm drinking my you know, yinger dingers out of. I'm like, yeah, come on. We get to talking. I'll let her sign my cup. Next thing you know, we take a picture. And she goes, hey, do you mind? Uh, let me give you my number so uh, you can send me that picture. And that's right, boom, 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 I performed the biggest alpha move in duty noble history by getting Georgia's left fielder's girlfriend's phone number 
freaking big time. The biggest, most legendary move in Duty Noble history. A statue of me is coming out shortly, probably in the next few years. Because, hey, that's why they call me Mr. Spectacular. Because I do the most spectacular things. I got Mr. Riley King. Which, so what's, what's the thing about Riley King here? Riley King and the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> they, he, not, he gets swept. And then his girlfriend ends up dishing out his, uh, her number to, you know, Mr. Spectacular. He's probably about to get dumped now because, hey, she's a smoke show. And would you have Riley King or myself? And Riley, Riley King got demoted to Riley Princess after this performance. Georgia getting swept. No, 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 no. So that brings me to the question. Which is more impressive to y'all? Which is more impressive? Jake becoming the all-time SEC hit leader. I mean, which is pretty tough to do. Or getting Georgia's left fielder's girlfriend's phone number by while looking like an absolute buffoon. Y'all don't forget, I was wearing that baseball uniform when I got this number. An absolute power play by your boy. And that's why this is the most important thing y'all had to hear. I mean, I've been sleeping great. I, I, I feel fantastic now. And hey. Swag ain't free. Hey, hey, hum, babe. Let's keep her rolling. Time for our next segment, which we have the faith in the crown, or actually, the faith becomes the crown, as we have Mr. Jake Mangum becoming the SEC hit hits leader for the for all of eternity. And hey, honestly, is this record gonna be beat? Is this record ever going to be beat? It's got to start be, start be questioning. Shout out to my man, Jake. Man, I, it's been an honor watching you play these past four years. No man has ever played had a better career than you in Mississippi State, in my opinion. No man has worn the M over S with more pride than you. And it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. But, hey, another record that's potentially going to be broken this year. Your boy, Yours truly here, Stanford Reports. I am only 31 yingdings away. 31 yingdings away, consumed from breaking the all-time yingding record at Duty Noble. Uh, 4,348. Only need 31 more. And I become the ding, the, the career ding record in Duty Noble history, which is, you know, almost as good as that. But, hey, I know Jake broke the SEC hit record. Which is awesome. Well, let's don't forget. I know I just told y'all. I got George's starting left fielder's girlfriend's phone number. And that's still the biggest power move of all time. <laughs> Get this. I even drunk texted her last night. Drunk texted her last night. I got a little tipsy. I was drinking a little wine. Making a little dinner. And I gave her a little drunk text saying, hey, I'll see you in Omaha. Of course, she responds. Instant response. What else would you expect? But hey, that's how my boy Jake went from the faith to thy crown. All right, all right, all right. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her rolling. Next segment I have for y'all today, I have Westeros Weekend Recap. Let's go back and take a look at last weekend's games. And as y'all remember, me and my baby sis, who was on the show last week, we had a wager, case of beer to the loser on the SEC predictions. And once again, 
Baby sis, it looks like you were born a loser because you owe your older bro, your idol in life, the one who was born with the good looks, the smarts, the wits, you name it. You owe him a case of ying dings because your boy went 7-0 on SEC weekend predictions. That's right. First one of the year. Let's get it going. I told you it was my weekend. I get Georgia's left. I get Riley King, Georgia's left fielder's girlfriend's phone number, and then I go 7-0 and on my weekend predictions, getting a case of beer from the baby sis. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go to the predictions, though. Let's go right to him. Give him a look. We had Kentucky at Florida. I said Florida would take two or three. Spot on there. Baby Sis said uh, Florida would sweep. She missed that, but she got the series right. We had LSU at Bama. I said LSU two or three. Once again, perfect. Baby Sis went LSU sweep. But she got the series right. Missed that one there. Then we had Tennessee at the Hogs. We both had the Hogs taking two or three. Arkansas with an impressive sweep over... Over Tennessee at home. That's back-to-back sweeps for them now. They, as we all remember, they swept the dogs the weekend before. Now they follow that up with a sweep over Tennessee. That's back-to-back top 25 sweeps for Arkansas as they're now sitting atop the SEC West, tied for the SEC lead with Vandy at 15 and six. Very impressive for them. Then we had the Cox at Mizzou. I said the Cox would take two or three. Baby, no, I said Mizzou would take two or three. My apologies. I said Mizzou would take two or three. Baby sis had Cox taking two or three. Missouri ended up sweeping. So I missed the perfect I missed the perfect prediction, but I got the series winner right. Baby sis misses. Then we go to AM at T Sun. I said T Sun would take two or three. And AL and Baby Sis had AM taking two or three. And T Sun with a very impressive sweep. Thomas Dillard's clutch all around. It's got to be the number six thing. I mean, I've been telling y'all all the time that number six is the GOAT number. And honestly, there's a good one representing the number up in Ox Nasty, Mississippi. Mr. Thomas Dillard with a big walk-off hit in that Thursday game. And I want to say in the Friday game, he scored the game-winning run that Friday game. I'm not 100%. But I want to say that's right. It's a big time for T-Sun. You're starting to play some good ball. Keep that rolling. Then we had Auburn at Vandy. Me and Baby Sispo said Vandy would take two or three. They end up sweeping them. That's bad for Auburn. Y'all needed to take get at least one there, but big time for Vandy. Cushing that lead in the SEC East of two games over Georgia. And then we had Georgia, then we had uh, Georgia at the Dogs. And me and Baby Sispo said the Dogs would take two or three. As we all know, the Dogs swept. Very impressive week for the Dogs. They sweep, they sweep Georgia. They beat Ole Miss in the Governor's Cup, which I have a great story for y'all later on on the show about that. And you're not going to miss that because I got in a fight with a, old, a 50-year-old Ole Miss fan in the bathroom. We're going to talk about that here just in a little bit. But, hey, dog sweep. Foshi has another bomb. Riley has an, uh, another couple bombs this week. Mangum, of course, can't ever get out. Big Dick Mac's being Big Dick Mac. Lee bailed out of the pins looking like a go-to guy that can get the biggest clutches outs in the game. 
Our rotation this weekend was incredible. Small looked like an absolute stud. JT Ginn for the win, as per usual. And Plum Sauce on Sunday with an absolute gem that still get me freaking jacked up. Shout out to the weekend rotation. You absolutely put on that dang show. I know Georgia didn't throw Emerson Hancock this weekend, which let me tell you why. Let me tell you why uh, Emerson Hancock didn't throw. He leads the SEC in ERA, right? Well, you know why he didn't throw? Because he didn't want to see that ERA just get skyrocketed when he faces one of the best, if not the best, offenses in the SEC and the entire nation. So honestly, Emerson, I get you. I wouldn't want my ERA to skyrocket. I would take myself out against the dogs too. Smart move for you, my man. Smart move for you. So let's, re- let's recap real quick. My, my overall record goes to 30-11-1. On SEC series predicting winners, I beat my sis. I go seven and zero on predicting the winners. My baby sis goes five and two, and so hey, baby sis, you were born a loser. And once again, you have me a case of ying dings. Hee <laughs> hee. Hey, let's keep her rolling. Time to move on to, of course, our all all of our favorite segments. Our favorite thing to talk about. The only thing I know how to talk about in a social setting now, Game of Thrones. Let's go to the Thrones talk, which is one of the greatest episodes of all time. The Battle at Winterfell. Let's dive right into it. And hey, Arya, I told y'all she's the baddest babe on the planet. She proves it once again with the the hand-eye coordination of a freaking goddess. And she stabs the Night King. Kills the Night King, kills the whole army of the dead. Absolutely wild, which is how she earned the Battle of Winterfell. The Battle of Winterfell Finals MVP went to Miss Arya Stark. She's the baddest babe, maybe the queen of my heart, maybe my future wife. Who knows? Let me go. Let's go. Let's go to the defensive player of the battle, the old D, D, D pod. And I got a tie here. I give it a tie between Jorah. For, you know, fighting for his love, protecting the dragon babe with all of his might. I give it to him, and I give it to the red witch. The red witch babe, you know, her lighting up the fire, lighting up the trench fire. She did all she could. It even cost her her life. It cost them both their lives. Y'all rest in peace. Y'all are great characters. You'll be deeply missed. But honestly, y'all, honestly, y'all, I, I thought there was going to be more sadness. I thought there would be more people to die and I think that's still going to come. I'll give you predictions later on. Let's go to the rookie of the year in the battle. Let's go to the rookie of the year, which is Lady Mormont. I'll tell you what, a way to go out was the way she did. I mean, are you kidding me? Does she have bigger balls than me? I think her balls hang lower than mine with that stab to the eye over the giant, over the giant dead guy. Over the giant dead guy. Gave him the old stab to the eye, killed him. And she went out with a bang, which was the play of the game also. The play of the battle went to Miss Lady Mormont, Leanna Mormont, with a stab of the eye, which was freaking awesome. Give it to her there. And then we got the uh, comeback player of the comeback player of the battle. You have to give it to Dragon Babe here. You have to give it to Dragon Babe. I've never seen her, you know, in battle like that, but she held her ground and did pretty good. Not too freaking bad. Not too shabby. But what's going to happen next? What's going to happen? We have Cersei coming off a freaking bye week. I mean, 
You get her at full strength coming off a bye week. It's like freaking Nick Saban off a bye week going up against LSU. That's not good news for the Bayou Bengals. Cersei off a bye week is bad news. But hey, it was a heck of an episode. Arya still doing her thing. You got to love that. And I can't wait for this next week. I can't wait for the next week. I'll give you all some predictions later on the show. But hey, incredible week of Game of Thrones. Shout out to my man Pace. He, had, he hosted a little watch party for me, Gary, and Mr. Volk. We sat there. We killed it. And it was awesome. I appreciate every second of that. And hey, next week's going to be even greater on Sunday. Sunday is Sundays at 8. Sundays at 8 are going to be great. And we're open late. Hum, babe. Hum, babe. Let's keep her rolling. Next segment I have for y'all today. We've had a great show. Appreciate you all listening. Let's go to our next segment. Lannister always pays his debts. That's right. Time for me to give y'all some lock bets. They're definitely going to happen. Let's get right into them. And my first bet I have for y'all today is who's going to be the last character to speak in the final episode of Game of Thrones? Who's going to be the last speaker, last character to speak? The favorite is Sir Samuel Tarly. He's at plus 100. He leads the way. They're saying he's going to be the last one to say a word in the episode. But, of course, I'm going with the babe who killed the Night King. I'm going with the baddest babe of all time, the queen of my heart, Miss Arya Stark at plus 1,000 to be the last character to speak. I think she's going to sit the Iron Throne. So I I think she's going to have the last say in thing. And why not? I think that's a great bet. I think it's a great bet. All right, next one. Next one I have for y'all today is who's going to be the next to die? Who's going to be the next to perish on Game of Thrones? You had the Mountain is the favorite at plus 300. But I'm going with Grey Worm here. I'm going with Grey Worm at plus 500. He's one of the best fighters on the show. He's one of the best leaders on the show. He's one of the best captains on the show. He's a great guy. He's a great guy, but... I just think it's come to an end for him. I think the Dragon Babe and I think Jon Snow and company, I think the North and everybody's going to send his army to fight Cersei. And I think during that battle, I think he's going to be the first one of the first ones to go during that. So I think that's a good bet. I'm take, let's take Grey Worm at plus 500 to be the next to die. The next to die. And then next bet is who's, who will kill Queen Cersei? As we all know, Cersei coming off a bye, coming off a bye week. And, I mean, she just got to sat there and chill as everybody up north is taking on the army of the dead. You got to like her chances against everybody up there. A full army strength? I mean, goodness. She's the Nick freaking, she's the, be- if there's, Nick Saban was a girl, if Nick Saban was a girl, he would be Queen Cersei. There's no doubt about it. If Nick Saban was a girl, it'd be Queen Cersei. It makes perfect sense. Okay. Who will kill Queen Cersei? Who is the Dabo Sweeney? Who will take out Nick Saban? Who's going to take out Queen Cersei? And the favorite is Jamie Lannister at plus 150. I'm actually on board with this. I do think Jamie Lannister will be the one that kills her. I think I was thinking maybe Tyrion, but I'm starting to think that Bronn of Black, Blackwater is going to kill Tyrion. Oh, I, I know you're thinking, whoa, Tyrion's a bit. I love Tyrion as well. He's one of the coolest on the show. Actually, second coolest behind Arya. He's the second coolest behind Arya. But I just think uh, I've read something on Twitter, Game of Thrones Facts or something, that said, I believe, 
most Game of Thrones fans are not going to like Bronn of Blackwater as much as they did in the previous seasons. So that's leading me for him to leading me to think that he's going to do something crazy to make me not like him. And I think that's going to be he's going to end up killing Tyrion. That's what I think is going to happen. So I'm going who will kill Queen Cersei. I'm going Jamie Lannister at plus 150. And that, I think that's a great bet. I think that's a great bet. And that last bet for y'all tonight. Last bet for I have for y'all today. I'm t- I'm doubling down on the on the dogs on our dogs to win the Natty this year at plus two thousand. You can double down on them at plus two thousand. I'm just saying, there's only one thing left for Jake to do to end his career. Only one thing left. I think we all know what that is, and that's to win the whole gosh dang thing. So we're taking the, the dogs, doubling down on the dogs plus two thousand to win the Natty. Let's get it, baby! Boom, 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 uh. All right, let's keep her moving. Let's keep her rolling. Time for our next segment, which is called The Battle at Trustmark, which I got a wild story for y'all today, which happened a week ago at Trustmark Park during the Governor's Cup. So as we all know, Bulldogs, once again, for the fourth straight time, I believe it's the fourth straight time. I know Jake Mang was 4-0 in Governor's Cup's first T-Sun, but the Bulldogs once again beat T-Sun in Pearl 8-1. Another easy victory for the Dogs, who are now 11-2 in the last 13 versus the Rebs. Gotta love that. But anyways, I was having to go pee, because, you know, I spent 90 bucks at this game. $90, all on Ying Dings. The dings were flowing, the beers were flowing, babes were everywhere, the dogs were winning. It was a great time. So a lot of people I haven't seen. Always great to see them. Got to watch the dogs do their thing. It was great. It was great. Baby Sis was in town. Baby Sis was in town. Halton was in town. Halton. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but anyway, Halton, me and Halton actually were in the bathroom. We were in the bathroom at Trushmark. Dogs were up, I think, 8-1 to one at this point. It was like the eighth inning, something like that. We're in the bathroom. All of a sudden, this other old Miss fan decides to come, you know, to, he goes, this, this, this man is 50 years old, by the way. About 50, 50, 60-year-old man comes up and goes, oh, maroon's such an ugly color. I'm like, ha yeah, I mean, it's not the greatest color. I mean, maroon's not my favorite color. There's plenty of other colors all over. Like, yeah, ha-ha. He's trying to make fun of my Brent Rooker Mother's Day uniform. I remember talking about Brent Rooker, number one, the GOAT. One of two players all time to hit for the Triple Crown in the SEC. You don't come out of Jersey with a Brent Rooker jersey. You don't come out of Brent Rooker jersey. That's mistake number one for the old man. Then he keeps on trying to proceed. He proceeds after I'm just like, all right, just kind of joking around with him. He goes, yeah, I mean, y'all got swept last weekend up in Arkansas. That ain't too good. I'm like, well, homie, you know, we're up 8-1 on y'all right now, and we've beaten y'all four straight times in the Governor's Cup and are 11-2 in our last 13 value, but you're right. We got swell last weekend. Ha-ha, <laughs> you're right. He goes, ha-ha, at least I'm not standing there 5-8 talking that smack. Hold up. This old man had the audacity to try to call me 5-8? <laughs> well, homie, number one, I'm 6-1. Number one, I'm 6-1. And then this is what I replied for him. That's why I replied to him. I go, well, at least, well, at least I'm not a freaking fifty-year-old virgin like yourself. That's right. I gave him the flying V at Trustmark's bathroom. I gave him the. I put the hands in there in the V formation. 
gave him the flying V and called him, hey, you're the flying virgin, my friend. You're the flying virgin. And he just, that shut him up instantly, of course, as per usual. And then Hulk got me out of there. And of course, Stanford Reed Parks wins the battle at Trustmark by a score of 528 to 0. Boom. Let's keep her moving. Next segment I have for y'all today. My favorite, the reek of the week. Let's see who's this week's reek. And honestly, it's a no-brainer. It's an absolutely no-brainer. So this past week, as we all know, Mr. Mangum, the Alpha and the Omega, Bangum Mangum, Jake Mangum, became the SEC all-time hits career leader, right? Became all This was his first week to win SEC Player of the Week. Are you kidding me? A guy who becomes the all-time SEC hit leader, and this is the first time y'all decide to make him the SEC Player of the Week? Are you absolutely kidding me? I mean, there has to be at least 12 other weeks that he should have been named SEC Player of the Week. I mean, what, is, what, what does he have to do? Does he have to freaking walk on water for you to name SEC Player? Does he have to cure cancer? What is it that's absolutely insane, SEC, that this was his first time to win that award? That's four years of laps for y'all, and that's why y'all are this week's. There y'all, that's why y'all are the, the reek of the week, SEC. Whoever the voters are, y'all are the reek of the week, because that's insanity. Let's go to our final segment of the day. Final segment of this week's episode. Let's go to bend the knee. Let's, let's give you, let me give you my predictions for this weekend let me tell you which team will be bending thy knee who's gonna be losing who's gonna be winning let's get right to it as we all know we'll give you a little time out brief brief note here i am 30 11 and 1 now on calling sec series prediction winners not bad it's getting a little better a big time 7-0 week last week we're about to make it 14-0 in the past two weeks right now. Let's get to it. Time for this week's predictions. Let's do it. First series we have is Arkansas at Kentucky. Listen, the Hogs have – this is this is my upset pick of the week. Upset pick of the week. The Hogs have swept the last two weekends, sweeping Tennessee, and they swept Mississippi State the week before. I am saying at home that Kentucky is going to take two or three from Arkansas. That's right. Upset pick of the week. Kentucky taking two or three from Arkansas. Next, we have Missouri at Tennessee. Uh, this is a great series. It's going to be a great pitching battle. Two, two teams, that I think, uh, their strengths are actually on their weekend rotations. And I think I'm going to give the edge at home to Tennessee this weekend. I'm going to see they're coming off a they got swept by Arkansas. I'm gonna say they need this. So I'm gonna say the Vols get two or three from Missouri. It could be this this might be an upset pick. I don't know. This is kind of a coin toss to me. But I'll say Tennessee two or three from Mizzou. Next we have we have Bama and Auburn. Uh, and I'm gonna go Auburn two or three here. You know, a little in-state rivalry. This isn't football. Sorry, Bama fans. Auburn takes two or three here. I do think Bama will get one. Next, we have a big-time series here. We got Florida at Georgia. As we all know, Georgia coming off getting swept by 
the dogs, of course. Florida taking two or three from Kentucky last weekend. I got Georgia taking two or three here. They know what they got to do. They got to keep pace with Vandy in the East, keep pace with everybody, uh, Arkansas and everybody else, and State, Ole Miss, LSU, everybody try to win the SEC. So I'm saying Georgia takes two or three from Florida. I think Emerson Hancock's going to come back this weekend. I think he's going to be lights out. So I'm going Georgia two or three from the Gators. Next, we have Vandy at the Cox. We have Vandy at the Cox. Vandy coming off a coming off sweep it. They swept Auburn last weekend. South Carolina, I believe they got swept by Missouri. Uh, you know, tough series here, but I'm gonna go Vandy. They're just they're just really good. JJ Blade is incredible. He's hitting the crud out of the ball. And they got a great staff, so I'm going Vandy two or three on the road in Columbia. Next we have another great series. We have Ole Miss at LSU. T-Sun traveling down to Baton Rouge. Well, we have a great series. Old T-Sun coming off a sweep in A&M. LSU coming off taking two or three from Bama. And on the road, I'm going LSU take two or three here. I know Ole Miss or T-Sun hasn't won a series in Baton Rouge in a long, long time. My buddy Max Ellison, I was over at his house earlier this evening, and he told me about it. And I can't remember what the exact year was, but I know they haven't won, so I'm going to say that streak continues. LSU, 2-3 from T-Sun. And then we got the Dogs at A&M, a big-time series A&M. Their strength is definitely on the mound. They got a heck of a pitching staff. They got Asa Lacey and company. They got, I know that's going to be a heck a lot of great pitching. I think the, the advantage here, I think the Dogs have the better offense. And I think since last year, they... A&M came to Dooney Noble and took two or three from the Dogs. I'm going to say this year the Dogs get revenge. And I'm going to say Dogs travel to College Station, take two or three from the Aggies. That's right. Dogs on the road, take two or three. So it's review. I got Kentucky in upset fashion, taking two or three from Arkansas. I got Tennessee taking two or three from Missouri. Auburn taking two or three from Bama. Georgia, two or three from Florida. Vandy, two or three from the Cox. LSU 2-3 from T-Sun, and the Dogs taking 2-3 on the road in College Station. I think that's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of great baseball this weekend. I'm excited to watch. I right, and a quick shout before I let you go. Quick shout to my man Berlito on his career, his 169th career dinger this past weekend. Shout out to man Berlito. It's a big-time accomplishment. Proud of you, buddy. And, of course, Thank you all for listening to this week's Son of a Pitch. I appreciate you all listening to me, and I will see you next week, fools. Boom!